Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 26 of season three. We're in the Gospels. We're doing a chronological walk through the Bible, through the New Testament Gospels. And we find ourselves uh, just after the Last Supper, and Jesus is giving a little instruction about what happens when they see each other again. So after the resurrection, after he's away, after his uh, death and resurrection, what happens after they get together? Who sees who and and what response do they have? He'll also describe what, what's going on when they're apart. So listen in here. This is from John chapter 16, verse 16. There's some confusion here at the beginning And then Jesus kind of straightens it all out for him. Verse 16, a little while and you will see me no longer. And again, a little while and you will see me. So some of his disciples said to one another, what is this that he says to us? A little while and you will see me. And again, a little while and you will see me. And because I am going to the Father. So they were saying, what does he mean by a little while? We do not know what he's talking about. Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him. So he said to them, Is this what you were asking yourselves, what I meant by saying, A little while, and you will not see me. And again, a little while, and you will see me. Truly, truly, I say to you, You will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned to joy. When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. So also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. In that day you will ask nothing of me, truly, truly, I say to you, Whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. So let's talk for just a moment about the time of separation, when Jesus is in the tomb, when he's died, when the disciples have abandoned him, uh, left him in his time of need. Uh, and as far as they know, Christianity is over. So they, that's described as a time that you will, they will see him no longer, and they have sorrow and weeping and lamentation, and it's a time when the world rejoices because they think that they got him, they think they got Jesus. So it's actually described as an, an anguish of this hour of the anguish of childbirth. So if Christianity ends with Good Friday, uh, like some Christian musical uh, representations, I think Jesus Christ Superstar ends like that, then we should have sorrow and lament. 1 Corinthians 15 uh, describes it well and says, if, uh, ah, I lost it. (laughs) Anyway, uh, we are the most... uh, to be pitied if if uh, Jesus doesn't rise from the dead. That's my interpretation because I lost the reference. Anyway, so then he describes what happens is when he returns, when 
when Jesus and the disciples become face to face, describes in a little while, but it's all about joy. The sorrow is uh, turned into joy. The joy is described as, as if a child is born. So the disciples see Jesus again, and their hearts rejoice, and no one can take that joy. It's an untakeable joy. But here's the part that caught me today, verse 22. But I will see you again. So this is Jesus, who's the object of the seeing, is the people, is the disciples, is us. So the disciples are happy to see Jesus, but apparently Jesus is pretty happy to see the disciples. Why? Because of the value that he's giving them to have gone through all the death and, and resurrection and all the strife that, that that must have been for him. So it's true. He did what he said. He fixed sin. He fixes death. But then he comes back and he sees the disciples again. And I think by doing that shows them the value that they had. I did this for you. I treasured you enough. And then he asks them to ask him. So in that day, there will be no asking of Jesus. And he says, no, I want you to be with me. There's a thrill of being together. There's a thrill of seeing each other again. But then everything is new now. Ask in the Father's name. Ask the Father in my name, and then he will give you stuff. Uh It's a, he wants us to pray. He wants us to ask. He wants us to give. He wants to give of himself. Why? So we are thrilled at seeing him. Clearly, we needed him uh, desperately. But then I think we're, there's a side of this that there's a thrill of being seen by him. Yes, we say theologically that we're we're sinners, but we're also the object of, of his delight. We are his treasured possession. We are the pearl of his great price. He sent a rescue mission for us. He valued valued us so much, he sent this rescue mission for us. And I think at this moment in time, the disciples are, it's clicking with them about how valued they are when they are seen again uh, by Jesus. So it's a two-way street of joy here that we're seeing and enjoyed, and treasured, and forgiven. And Jesus says, I did this for you. And before this, we didn't even know that we needed to be rescued. Yet while we were sinners, he comes for us. And now, not only do we see him after the resurrection, but he sees us and values us. Then everything changes. He asks us to enter into this new relationship of intimacy with him, asking the Father in his name and seeing his power. But for today, uh, this untakeable joy, I think that the text points us especially to that when we see him again, we have untakeable joy. But I think also the value of, of the person that he came to save is also in there. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow.